This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you're listening to Footstuff. it run off whale oil it could i bet it could mm-hmm. i bet also have a copy. Right. i bet you could whale oil. you could probably grease up a bunch of squirrels and run it off a of squirrel grease <laughs> how do you grease a squirrel you just render the fat in a pot <laughs> which i guess is that's how you do it with with just, any oil right you just render the fat of a whale or boil a seal. boil, a, boil squirrel. a squirrel <laughs> boil squirrel fat they don't have a lot of fat what has a lot of fat Whale. <laughs> Whale. So, welcome to another Blue Blaze. Here we are. Here we are. So, on this Blue Blaze, we're going to be talking about the short film Wavy. The Last Voyage of Sophie and Captain Crocs. All right. So, released in also in 2021, Wavy is a winter odyssey from Norway's most northern waters. After 10 years of hunting snow abroad in the southern countries, the pandemic has forced the aging freeriders, oh, this is going to be bad, Kirster Kopla, Merrick Mordal, and Nikolai... Shermer? Shermer. Shermer. To explore the mountain ranges closer to home. Aboard the ship of the eccentric Captain Crocs, they look north towards dark, towering rock spires of... Don't even try. Mountains in Norway. (laughs) Yes, Dana said that probably Mm -hmm. correctly. Yep. Um, Where Nikolai seems to remember he saw a skiable line over a decade ago. On the voyage, the winter crew is forced to face the question of when have you pushed it so far over the edge that you may never sail back home. While they face narrow couloirs, deep snow in a treacherous snowpack, um, and creatures of the deep and a storm of the decade. I I really like this movie too because I feel like there's something really about the characters, like I mean not characters, but the people in this movie that's so relatable. Um, all of them seem so much like they seem less like pro extreme athletes and they seem more like people that would be a part of the footstuff. Hey gang, like mm. they seem they're so relatable. Yeah. They're so down to earth. Um, in we'll, the movie, we'll com- send them a sticker. The movie combines like two of my the favorite things of all time, which is backcountry skiing and sailing. Like I love the ocean and I love sailboats. Um, I've always wanted to live on a little sailboat. And the idea of like combining those two things is really amazing. And the goal, if you follow along with Nico's YouTube channel, his goal is to like lessen his carbon footprint mm. as a skier so that there will be good snow for further generations of ski. So the idea of a sailboat, I think, really piqued his interest. Some of the places in the movie you can only get to with a boat, but there are some that they go to that you could get to with a car. But like I said, he's trying to reduce the uh, the footprint. Even though sailboats obviously have motors and they use them all the time. But yeah, I actually got to see this as part of the Mountaineers backcountry ski kickoff weekend. So mm. seeing it on like a slightly bigger screen was pretty cool, especially for some of like those wide angle shots. And then later on when they're actually skiing and you get some of those insane like <laughs> POV shots. Yeah. 
Oh man. Yeah, that was... that's what like when we we watched it together and you know the the movie starts and at the beginning it's just Nico and Krister and Captain Crocs and they call him that because no matter what the weather he always wears Crocs. Yep. And they, there's a picture of him like standing in snow and Crocs. He looks just like James McAvoy too. <laughs> um but they hit that first they're like sailing in the direction that they want to go, and they happen to see this mountain that has like a cool arc coming down it, and from a distance, they're like, oh, it's totally doable. Let's just literally pull over and do this quick. I thought this was probably one, like the coolest part of the film. Yeah, I mean, they, and they get out, and this cool R is like so narrow that they can't turn the skis sideways, and it's just straight up. They climb all the way to the top, and then straight shot it all the way down. They don't make a single turn. It was probably the, it was the best depiction of how fast someone is going on skis that I've ever seen. It yeah. was just terrifying. Wild. And then that, that kind of like that kicks off the movie. That's the first thing that they do. And um you definitely get the sense that this trip is going to like build as it goes. Like this is like a thing that they're doing and it, like they're he keeps talking about this mountain range that he wants to ski you know at the end of the trip. So you know that it's kind of ramping up. and then What was the, that mountain range again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go from there, and then they find another one where literally the mountain itself is like an island, and the Kular ends like 25 feet from the water's edge. Like it literally, like they get off the boat, and they're immediately boot packing up that Kular. And I thought that, that some of those shots were some of the best in the fucking movie. Yeah, um, they didn't even put their skis on to go y- uphill. Yeah, and yep. every shot in this movie, the thing that's so cool about it is that in the background, you can see all these other big mountains and mountain ranges, but you can also see the ocean like the entire time in this movie. So they they literally get off this boat and are immediately boot packing up that Kular. And then, yeah, ski back down. And then that's when they kind of start introducing that Nico was caught in an avalanche earlier in that season. And that's an episode on his YouTube channel that you can watch. And he's talking about his like fear of avalanches now. He's talking about how his body reacts to the idea of like the dangerous snowpack and all that stuff. And he, they're both sort of talking about the whole movie like their girlfriends and that they're getting older and just like fear, failure and success like in skiing. And that's when they start to kind of introduce that. And then they like hunker down during like a really crazy storm. They go to another port and they pick up Merrick and Bard, I think is how you say his name. Bard. And Merrick is American. Merrick is from Alaska. And I, I could be wrong about this, but Merrick might be the youngest person or the youngest female to ever summit Denali but I could be wrong about that and they pick them up and there's a really really crazy moment in the movie where there's this really good like kind of safe skiing on one side of the fjord or wherever they are and the two sponsored athletes like Nico and Merrick are skiing in this like crazy epic powder for like sh- like to get shots and video for their sponsors. And while they're doing that, Krister has nothing to do, so he spots three coolars that he's going to like climb and splitboard down alone and 
him doing that is super crazy. Like <laughs> they're all like really worried about him, and the weather is like not perfect. The the good weather window is really small, and he's just like, yeah, full fucking send alone. Very fucking cool. Very, it seems very dangerous to me. Like that, I couldn't imagine doing that alone, and especially like three in a row. Like he climbs up, comes down, then he like traverses over to another one, climbs up, goes down, and like I said, like the whole thing is like fucking building at this point. Yeah. And then they find this range that is like way more hardcore than anything you've seen in the movie so far, and they're all really excited to go. And maybe in their excitement, they kind of, they even mention it in the movie, like when they were talking about planning to ski these lines that maybe they were kind of floating around a little bit and they start way too late. Yeah, late in the day. It's there's a sunny, problem with the, like the hot. little boat to get them to shore. And then there's like sun warming effect. And they um, don't dig a pit. They don't dig a pit. Merrick digs a pit alone. Because they're in such a hurry. They don't dig a pit and they're doing stability tests and they think that it's good. They feel like without digging the pit, they're doing their own little test and they think that it's good. And they do the rock, paper, scissors of who's going to go first and it's Nico. And he drops in and within two turns triggers a massive fucking avalanche. And spoilers, the way it's filmed is from the filmer's perspective, Jonas... He's way far back, and he does the same thing that all filmers do with the avalanche. He follows the debris in case there's someone caught in it. He might be able to see him and radio to would-be rescuers. So you don't really know what happens with Nico. You just see this massive, massive slide go, and it follows it all the way down. And then it waits a second and lets you kind of hang there, and then it, it goes over to Nico's GoPro, and right when it triggered... He had already planned an exit route, and he traversed far, far left. And he's standing safe, but in a super precarious spot. So he has to kind of like ski down the avalanche field at that point, super slow. And then Merrick, I think, down climbs or maybe skis down on the avalanche debris. Yeah, I think they might have followed the... The and then Christer makes is like, hey, I'm still going to go down the couloir I was going to go down, and I'm going to straight line it and just outrun any would-be avalanche. And they're all like, bro. Can you not? Bro. And he's like, no, I can do it. And they're like, bro, like, why the fuck would you do that? And Nico says to him, like, would you show your, like, your partner, would you show your girlfriend this and be proud of yourself? And he's like, no, you're right. I should not do that. And then he starts to kind of traverse over to go down, and he goes like six feet, and you you can see the snowpack crack and fucking slide right beneath him. Like it would have terrifying. It would have avalanched and maybe caught him or maybe not. And that that whole part of it seems like the climax of the movie, and somehow, like it is, but it's also not the fucking end because that's not like the mountain the range objective. that he's been dreaming of. So they lose a couple members, and it goes back to just being him and Krister. They go and find this mountain range, and the shots of this mountain range are like, it reminds me of that movie Baffin, where you're like mm. looking at this rock oh, formation, yeah. and you're just like, what in the hell? It's so crazy looking. And they find the line, and the whole time on the boot pack, like you can tell that after the day before that they're just like, 
they're not really feeling it. And the whole time they're kind of talking more about like life and what's important to them and all that kind of stuff. And they end up only going like halfway up the line and then skiing back down. I thought that was pretty cool that like the climax of the film was them like turning around in the middle of it. Like I did too. Like not even skiing the steepest part. It somehow feels super relatable yeah, to like yep. when I go skiing that it's like... Or when I do any kind of adventure, that uh, you're always sort of weighing like how important is this trip. To I me. think it was pretty similar, you know, to when we skied Owl's Head Lookout. I think it was. <laughs> I got the same kind of vibes. Belfry. Yeah, Belfry. <laughs> Belfry. Belfry for sure. High stakes. At the, High stakes the shit Belfry. gully, and there was the woods, and that shit uh, gully is, I. It, uh, there was no snow in it. How was there no snow in the shit gully? There's also no booters all the way down. We didn't boot it. No. How many on the way, way up? up? Six? I had, I had a lot. Eight? <laughs> I had a lot. But none on the way down. <laughs> no. We did ski through that shit gully. I I think I have a, I think my ski is delamming from that day. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought it was like, it's of all the adventure movies that have come out this year and all the ones that are new to me that I've watched, I think it's probably my favorite. Mm. It's probably not the yeah. best. It doesn't showcase the best skiing. Like it doesn't showcase that at all, but yeah. it, it felt relatable. And I liked, like you said, I liked the yeah. way it ended. It was super unique. Like funny enough, this episode of us talking about it is probably longer than the actual movie itself. I think it's what? 43 like 40 minutes. minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It'll be close. It's pretty short. It moves, and it definitely moves super quick, and yeah. has really no, good music. Good. The music's great. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple things about it I really appreciated. One being that they're exploring their home country, and all of them say, like, oh, I've lived in Norway. Like, I'm from Norway, or, like, I've lived in Norway for 10 years, and I've never seen terrain like this, and they're really, like, appreciating just, like, finding that, mm. like, off the map spot that is like close to home but still super special and like just takes a little bit more effort to get there and I feel like we kind of all feel that way about being in the Adirondacks of like you feel like you've done everything and then you just like go to a new spot that's just a little bit like or you like you're like oh I'll try this new sport then you're like wow the park is now like 10 times the size yeah 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 lifetime of adventure and I also appreciated just like the wholesome masculinity of Nikolai and <laughs> like their friendship of just like they both say like I love you all the time. And they're like I love skiing with you and they like hug each other all the time and they both yeah. like love their girlfriends and like are considering what their partners would think and like you know Nikolai even says like I love skiing but like I love my like my life more and it's just not worth it to me yeah. at this point to like risk that much cuz I still want to like be alive mm-hmm. to go home to my girlfriend and that's so sweet i mean you weren't there for our conversations on owl's head it was it, it was, was grim yeah it, it was, was grim there were some times up there <laughs> well would beans think she be paced i do remember jeremy that, almost lost his hat i did almost and i lose that hat all the time i do there remember something else that we dropped in the snow what oh was it my cables i couldn't find it like was, we got to the very yeah. top and i like lost the cables in the snow I'm surprised you even brought them. The one time that we <laughs> skied uh, downhill and you didn't bring them, or the plastic boots. You yeah. brought soft boots and uh, no cables. There was good snow at the very top of that. Yeah. I remember where we stopped, like where that lookout is, that the snow was really nice there. And it was really bad everywhere else. Mm. We, it was okay in the woods. 
It was okay. Yeah, I feel like we hit a certain point where all of a sudden, like eight, when I went to turn, I noticed that I was just sliding because <laughs> it was ice. But like right above that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like above the shit gully was good too. Like the really steep part was good. Yeah. The shit gully was It was wet. shit. It was wet. <laughs> I don't think I would do that again unless we got a, unless I had a lot of fucking I would, snow. I would do it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't. What month was that? Did we do it in January last year? It had to be January. I don't know. Actually, yeah, maybe it was. It was too early. Whatever, whatever day it was, it was too early. There wasn't enough snow. And then blueberry was like the the shit icing on the shit cake. Yeah, that was the same day. It was right afterwards. Yeah. We drove from Alice Head Lookout down to Blueberry and then did Blueberry. I don't know why we did that. That was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was, was bad. Good. It was like, it was probably like 600 feet of side slipping and then yeah. booting. <laughs> yeah. And I did all that just super fast sprinting herring boning on the way up. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was not good. But anyway, check out Wavy. It's great. It's on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, it's on his channel, and if you like it, he his he yeah. like has a web series every winter where he's going out with all the same characters from the movie, and they're skiing like Kular's and shit in Norway. Mm. It's really kind of fun to watch because the the show feels much like the movie. It's super relatable, and it's like they make mistakes. They're not you know they're professionals, but they're also not professionals. And skiing in Norway, like it seems like the snow is like super variable and shitty. Sometimes there's no sun, so they're skiing these, like the one where he gets caught in the fucking avalanche. They're skiing a coular with headlamps, like because the sun's not going to come up that day, and he gets caught in a fucking avalanche. And it's like this all happens in like a little seven minute web series. So I'm kind of glad we live somewhere where at least we know the sun will be up. We do know that the yeah. sun is back. Also, the moon is back. The moon is back. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, yeah. the moon is. We back. get both. Yeah, wavy. Wavy, check it out. Thanks for listening. Yeet. Dr. Science, play us out. Yeet.